Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Avraham Fisher, and this week's parasha is B'Shalach, uh, teaching us how B'nai Israel uh, progress after leaving uh, Egypt and beginning their uh, journey, uh, which will take them through the uh, through the desert, uh, through the wilderness. Uh, the parasha, we could say, is divided into two big sections. Uh, one, the first section, centered around the amazing miracle of the splitting of the sea. And the second parasha, uh, part of the parasha, is making their journey from uh, that place, from the Sea of Reeds, uh, and going uh, on various journeys uh, on their way. Uh, until they come to a place called Rafidim, and we'll talk about that uh, as we get to it. Uh, each one of these sections is further subdivided. So let us begin. Uh, the first part of the of the parasha, which, as I said, is talking about the splitting of the Sea of Reeds, um, takes us takes B'nai Israel from Sukkot, which is the first place that they encamped uh, outside of Egypt, uh, to a place called Etam. Hashem guides the children of Israel towards the desert. He tells uh, tells B'nai Israel, or he guides B'nai Israel, um, not in the shortest distance. We'll discuss this a little bit more later. Uh, not the shortest distance, hugging the coast, going uh, most immediately to the land of the Plishtim, but rather into the desert. Um, on the way out, Moshe fulfills the oath that uh, was administered by Yosef to his uh, family, that when the time would come, they would take his bones out. Uh, so Moshe takes the bones of Yosef out with him. And they encamp in a place called uh, Etam, with Hashem leading them during the day uh, by making a pillar uh, made out of a cloud, and at night a pillar made of fire. In the next section... Uh, Egypt is actually going to catch up with the, the children of Israel. How so? Well, Hashem tells Moshe to tell the people that they have to change direction. Uh, and this will lure Paro into thinking that B'nai Israel are lost and uh, then Egypt is going to pursue. Um, in fact, Paro leads his people to pursue the children of Israel. Uh, they wonder why did they, uh, why did they let the children of Israel go, and Paro uh, stirs his people to uh, follow him and uh, pursue the Israelites and bring them in order to bring them back. The children of Israel, seeing the Egyptians uh, approaching them, panic them, panic, and Moshe assures the people that Hashem will take care of uh, of everything. Hashem will uh, will fight, and then we come to the actual splitting of the sea. Hashem says to Moshe. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Uh, it's true that the sea is in front of them, but I'm uh, I'm going to uh, take care of everything. So uh, tell them to move forward. Uh, meanwhile, you, Moshe, will split the sea, um, and I will harden Paro's heart so that he will lead the Egyptians uh, to to pursue, and this will lead to their uh, undoing. The angel moves uh, to a position 
between the Israelite camp and the Egyptian camp, and uh, the sea is split. Uh, Moshe raises his staff, and Hashem brings a wind, and that splits the sea. Uh, the Egyptians actually enter the sea uh, because they see that the sea is split in the Egypt, uh, but um, uh, as uh, as it becomes very clear, uh, Hashem is fighting on behalf of the Israelites, and the Egyptians try to run away. Uh, and then, as we see, the Egyptians drown in the sea. Uh, Moshe raises his staff, and that makes the sea uh, return, and the Egyptians uh, are drowned. And at the very same moment, uh, the children of Israel are saved. The amazing miracle uh, that at one and the same time, the uh, sea both punishes, destroys the Egyptians, and rescues the, uh, the children of Israel. Uh, the children of Israel walk through on dry land with the sea, a wall of water on both sides. And of course, people at this point uh, show their reverence for Hashem and they believe, they also believe in Moshe. And it's at this point, they sing a song uh, that they sing after the splitting of the sea and after the destruction of the Egyptians. This song, uh, which we uh, include in our prayers every day, uh, includes praise to Hashem for defeating his enemies. It's a description of Hashem's might uh, in fighting the Egyptians. It also says that now as a result of this fear is falling upon all of the surrounding nations, which will enable the children of Israel to proceed ultimately to their land. And uh, it includes a prayer uh, that Israel be able to come to its land proclaim Hashem's sovereignty in his sanctuary. We're also told that Miriam leads the women uh, in song. She takes up a, uh, a, a tambourine of sorts, and she leads the women in song also uh, to, to celebrate uh, what Hashem has uh, brought about. After this uh, initial part of the, uh, of the parasha, uh, we come to the second part of the the next part of the parasha, uh, which takes B'nai Israel from the uh, from this place, from the Sea of Reeds, uh, to uh, all the way eventually to a place called uh, Rafidim. One of the places they stop uh, is a place called Mara, bitter, and uh, they have they've been traveling for three days without finding water. And they complain to Moshe that they need water. And the only water that they do find in this place, uh, the water is bitter. It's undrinkable. That's why it's called Mara, which means bitter. And then Hashem instructs Moshe how to take a certain tree, and throw it into the water, and that will sweeten the waters. And at this place, at Mara, Hashem also teaches, uh, begins to teach some of the laws of the Torah. The next place uh, that they stop on the way. It's a place called Elim, and we find out that this is a place that uh, is uh, is rather different. This is a place with 12 springs of water, 70 palm trees. So in the desert, they're they are going to encounter places uh, which, uh, which are very forbidding and other places which are very, very welcoming. After Elim, they come to a place called uh, the Wilderness of Stin, and uh, it's in this place where the people 
complain and need uh, complain for food. Uh, they complain that they uh, that they lack food. Apparently, the food that they took out from Egypt uh, with them uh, has run out, and they complain that they uh, that they need uh, that they need food. Uh, and so, uh, they bring their complaints to uh, to Moshe. Uh, Moshe says that Hashem will provide both meat and bread. He says on Friday you are to prepare for Shabbat because what Hashem will provide is not going to be provided on Shabbat. So you have to do extra preparation on Friday. And uh, the people see something that has fallen from the sky, and they call it man, and it's a kind of bread from heaven. Also, with regard to uh, meat, uh, Hashem makes a, a wind blow and bring uh, to bring a bird called slav in Hebrew, quail, uh, and that's uh, going to provide them with plenty of meat. Uh, Hashem... Uh, warns them that they're to gather the man that they need for each day and do not leave over from one day to the next. They have to demonstrate their trust in Hashem. Of course, uh, at first, they do not believe this, and the, so they do leave over the man until morning and uh, breeds worms, um, but they, they have to learn their lesson. And then they're told on Friday that they take a collect a double portion so that they are preparing for Shabbat. And they're reminded, do not go out to collect on Shabbat. Stay stay home. Uh, and once again, there are people who uh, test this. The man falls uh, for B'nai Yisrael for 40 years, as it turns out, because they will be in the desert for a total of 40 years. And as a remembrance of this uh, period of, of Jewish history, uh, Moshe is to take a jar and fill it with man and this will remain as a remembrance, days in the Mishkan. Uh, that did not become wormy because it's part of the miracle. The next place uh, they come to is a place known as Masa and Meriva, which is uh, contention and quarrel. Uh, and it, uh, what happens there uh, has to do also with the complaints of B'nai Yisrael. Here they complain about lack of water. People are thirsty. Of course, they, they must have water. So Hashem says to Moshe, strike the rock and water will come forth. And in fact, it does. Uh, but because this had all been preceded by the people's uh, complaint and strife, the place is called, the waters are called the waters of Masao Miriva. Uh, the very last section of the uh, parasha uh, is the first time that B'nai Yisrael uh, encounter war. Uh, it's in a place called Rafidim, and the war is against Amalek. Amalek is a nation that's actually uh, connected to uh, Am Yisrael distantly. Uh, Amalek came from the union of uh, Esav's firstborn, Eliphaz, and uh, his uh, Pilegesh, his concubine. Uh, but Amalek is a nation that seems to hate Israel because they attack Israel even though Israel's does not uh, threaten them in any way. Amalek attacks. And Moshe says to Yehoshua, choose men to fight, uh, to fight against uh, Amalek. Uh, so they begin to fight. Yehoshua is, uh, is at the head of the battle. And Moshe stands on the mountain and observes. And when he keeps his hands raised, Israel prevails. So in order to make sure that his hands stay up, 
uh, Aharon and Chur uh, hold his hands up while Moshe sits down, uh, keeping his hands up for the rest of the day. And so Yehoshua succeeds in uh, leading the children of Israel to fight against Amalek and to weaken Amalek. And then Hashem says that this must be remembered. Write this remembrance uh, and uh, remember that there will be war against uh, Amalek from one generation to the next. Uh, and so Moshe builds an altar uh, and uh, dedicates that this uh, that Hashem will continue to fight against Amalek from generation to generation. And this is the end of the parasha. Going back to the beginning of the parasha, uh, we are told uh, the first pasuk, uh, which is a, a, a difficult pasuk to uh, to, to translate uh, simply. Uh, it was when Paro let the people go, released the people, God didn't lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines. That's the uh, the road, uh, the way that would have stayed along the coast and eventually ended up at the land of the Philistines, the Pishtim. Uh, and there are different ways of translating it. I've included a translation that says the road which was close. Uh, we're going to see the uh, another way of reading it. That doesn't mean that. Uh, because God said, uh, lest the people uh, change their mind, uh, when they see war, and then they will want to return to Egypt. The uh, the words um, uh, literally means because it was close, and at first glance it seems strange to say that God didn't take them on the road because it was close. Maybe we might have thought uh, he didn't take them on the close road, although it was close, but that's not uh, what it says. So the Ha'amek Davao, uh, commentary in the Torah written by Naftali Tzvi Yehuda uh, Berlin, uh, says as follows, that the, the way that this is phrased uh, is very clear that the Kiharofu is the main reason for Hashem taking them the way they uh, the way he took them. Um, on the other hand, when it says later in the Pasuk, uh, God said that the people might see war and then want to return to Egypt, the Hamikdavar says that can't be the main uh, the main reason. Because after all, uh, throughout their many years in the desert, they they frequently said uh, when when they were having difficulty, we should go back to Egypt. So uh, that can't be the main reason uh, here. Now, the truth is that Hashem took, took care of them like an eagle who rouses his nestlings. Uh, he spread his wings and took them. Um, and what this shows, says the Hamek Davar, is that Hashem was uh, using this uh, moment to help mold, fashion, the distinct character of Israel. And what is the distinct character of Israel? to be separate, to be alone and separated from the nations of the world, just like an eagle over its nestlings, that it's, uh, it's, the eagle is keeping his nestlings uh, separate. Um, it arouses them to his nest when it is far away. And in this way, um, the, the eagle and only the eagle imprints their character on the nestling, does not allow any other birds nearby, does not let that uh, let the nestlings go anywhere near uh, any other birds. 
the purpose of the eagle is to have the true nature of the eagles uh, being imprinted on the uh, on the nestlings. So, uh, according to the Hamek Davar, the Torah says God didn't take them uh, along the the road that leads to the land of the Plishtim precisely because it was close. Close meaning that they would come under the influence of the Plishtim and God was trying to prevent uh, B'nai Yisrael from being influenced by them. Uh, if he had led them by the way of the Plishtim, which was close, so there is some wilderness between Egypt and the Philistines, nevertheless, uh, that would not have been enough to enable them to begin to develop their distinct character as a separate nation. So that's, uh, that is that is uh, according to the Hamek Davar, what God is trying to do. As for the, uh, as for the latter part of the Pasuk, where it says, uh, because God said uh, they might see war and want to go back to Egypt. So the Hamek Davar says that the real reason, uh, namely that God is trying to bring about the distinct character of B'nai Israel, that is an explanation that B'nai Israel would not have been able to hear at this time. Uh, so instead, uh, because what God actually said to them, like instead, uh, was, well, the people might have a change of heart and want to return to Egypt. In other words, there was God's real reason. He was trying to keep B'nai Israel separate and not influenced by the Plishtim or anybody else. He wants their true and uh, distinct nature to uh, to be manifest. And then there was the reason that he gave them at the time uh, something that they could uh, they could at that time accept and hear. Namely, uh, we don't want you to see war and want to uh, run back. But that's not the real reason. That's the reason that was told to them at this time. The real reason being... Because Hashem is in the process now, not only of liberating them from the servitude of Egypt uh, and bringing them closer uh, to uh, to all of the uh, the events that is, are going to come, but this is the beginning of the process of creating the unique character of uh, Am Yisrael, of the nation of Israel. I thank you very much for joining me for this uh, analysis of Parashat Bishalach. This has been Rabbi Abraham Fisher for pa for Parsha Highlights and Insights saying Shalom.